From the art of the deal to keeping it real. Live from the Simply Vegas studios, it's the Power Move with John Gafford. Back again, back again, back again for another exciting episode of the Power Move. I'm your host, John Gafford. To the left of me, Colt Dr. Fax Amadan. Fact right. check. We don't, we don't believe anything Chris says yeah. anymore, so now we brought a computer <laughs> he's, to fact he's check. He's brought a computer into the podcast, and he's going to fact smart man. We're going to start fact checking and looking yeah. up definitions uh, for all these words that uh, are I, I don't even know how to spell this stuff. <laughs> I already told you I was a mountebank. And, and that's how it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> and with us always is the counselor, Chris Connell. How are you, counselor? Living the dream, getting my head kicked in today, but <laughs> talk about that. <laughs> getting your head kicked. You know what? That sounds like an. We could just go with that as a topic as it was, oh but but man, there's a lot to talk about today. A lot of things we're going to talk about on the podcast. Talk about things we learned this weekend uh, from the Clever Summit, where I was lucky enough to be a speaker and, and be there, which was great. We're going to talk about some. Little things that have happened in the media last couple of days, Mike, I don't know, maybe Elon buying Twitter, maybe Melvin Capital getting absolutely smoked betting against the meme stocks. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk about maybe how to figure out who you want to be and what you want to do. And, and I know that seems like a little bit of a deep topic, but I think we're going to, you know, we got cold here. So anytime Super you can deep. go deep when you got yeah. cold. We going existential or are you talking about just professional? No, just professional. I don't think we're no, going smart. like you want to save the, the universe. I think that might be a little too deep for us as we well, go along, but that's it. Uh, before we get I started. I a lot to speak on that. I know. Like, I know. Well, hold on. Well, well, yeah. Stuff. Well, if you want, Cole, we'll go wherever you want to do. Yeah, you know right. how you know how that is. We'll go wherever you want. The answer is 42. We just have to walk it back now. <laughs> that's it. Just got to walk it back <laughs> to that. So this weekend, man, I was lucky enough to uh, to speak, like I said, at an event called uh, Clever Summit. It's uh, Cody Sperber's event, Cole Hatter's event uh, at MGM. There was about 2,500 people, I guess, in uh, person. Another couple thousand online. Uh, the lineup was just ridiculous. It was, uh, you know, Robert Kiyosaki, those guys. It was Chris Crone. It was Pace Morby. It was Demil, or Jamil Damji. It was uh, Amy Mori. It was me. It was Nick Marietta. It was... Um, you know, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. I mean, big people, it was Dan Fleischman. It was, I mean, I can't even think of it at my let. It was Robert Kiyosaki. If I didn't say that it was Billy Gina's marketing. It was, there were so many good speakers uh, at this thing that was amazing. And I was so happy that a lot of our agents here made the investment in themselves to go down there and be exposed to that. And it was really interesting talking to them, hearing some of the the life-changing kind of advice that came out of that. It really was. Um, you know, when I go to those events, you know, a lot of people just kind of do their part and then they bail out. Right. They just kind of uh, they do their spiel and then they're gone. I spent a lot of time milling around because, you know, I, I'm going to take the advantage. And I'm going to take the opportunity to learn something. Right. That's what I wanted yep. to do. So as we went through there, just a couple of real quick notes that, that I took from the weekend that I thought little things that I thought were interesting uh, that I heard and we can talk about. So the first thing I want to talk about was at one point Dan Fleischman was up there. They were talking about NFTs and metaverse and all of those things. And he was doing a panel. And Dan was telling a story where he said, my 20 or my 21 year old nephew came to me a couple of years ago and said, Hey, do you want to invest $12,000 in this piece of land in the metaverse? It was a green dot on a black screen. <laughs> and Dan's like, I didn't understand it. I didn't know what it was. And, and Dan, you know, Dan is a very successful investor, very successful, uh, utilizing his 40, 40, 20 technique, which is 40% conservative, 40% mid-level, and then 20% complete flyers. Just take a flyer. But he said, I didn't really understand this and I didn't have a good feeling about it, so I passed. He goes, my nephew, about a month ago, just sold the most expensive piece of land ever sold in the metaverse, same $12,000 investment, just sold it for, watch Colt's head pop off, $2.3 million. Same green dot, same black screen. Now, hang on a second, hang on a second. Here, you know what, I've got four green dots in my office. <laughs> but but here's, hang on a second, but here, was the lesson from that. Dan goes, I don't feel bad about it. I don't feel bad at all mm -hmm. because at the time that it came up, no I did not feel good about it. Right. So I can't, if I, if I didn't feel good about it at the time, I cannot look back with regret on something that I genuinely did not feel good about at the time. And I thought, man, what a great way to look back it's something because how, I mean, how often do, you know, we've all had opportunities that have come up in our life mm -hmm. that we could have done something and then we didn't. 
And then you, you have this, this massive twinge of regret of what you did. And he was so honest with himself, like, eh, I didn't feel good about that time. I'm fine. Sure. I mean, you have to have that attitude just in life in general. Each up. What, what if you didn't turn left that day and you went right and you got hit by a bus? I mean, all these things you know i should have could see that's a negative thing it's no but i'm saying touch. like you yeah. can always but you but you can no you can turn into a positive i'm still alive i haven't made the poor decisions that ultimately in an alternate universe would leave me dead yeah no that, that's a I've, great point you know if you live one. if you live in the rearview mirror you're gonna yeah yeah what do they say um comparison and, and things like that are the thief of joy yeah. yeah, absolutely. So my life now, oh, if I did this, you know, it's just going to steal your joy. There's been like one or two investments. I'm like, shit, um, you know, I missed out and it kind of eats at you. But there's been a million investments that don't eat at me at the same time, right? Like, you know, Dogecoin or Dogecoin, whatever. Everybody calls it something <laughs> different, right? But It's Doge. Doge. I know, but it started off, people were calling it Dog, right, at the first end. Yeah. When it was nothing, and I literally tried to put like ten thousand dollars into it at this was like three years ago, and that one eats me up because I just was so dumb I couldn't figure out how to buy it. But you know, <laughs> I couldn't. This was, I mean, this was a long time ago. This was three, no, this, yeah, about three years ago when it just starts. It's crazy, but uh, you know, investments. Yeah, you're going to have bad investments all the time. And you're going to have a bunch Hopefully of good ones. Rate, and if you yep. didn't have the money then, you know, maybe you'll have it now. And, uh, right. <laughs> Speaking of people that may have regret currently going for an investment, that, I don't know if you guys saw this, the, the open letter from the head of Melvin Capital to their investors uh, that came out today. In case you're not aware who Melvin Capital is, uh, Melvin Capital was one of the big hedge funds that decided to bet against what is now being referred to as the meme stocks, which was a game stock in a AMC when, when it was nothing but you know the the what was it diamond hands and the yeah. apes you know you know holding for deal life and all that uh, you know and, and these guys were the ones that were shorting those stocks sure. and betting against them and uh, I guess the bill came due Chris well you know what's funny the irony is that AMC is actually a really fundamentally good company in a lot of ways because of its other online content yeah. yeah. Like people thought, oh nobody's going to movie theaters anymore. Let's short them. And I'm going if you look at their PDE, think they make money. Yeah. And I think they're now taking it and trying to run, right? I haven't yeah. looked at them, but they're trying to take yeah. that, that capital and run. And honestly, I think it was a good bet, right? I think the unknown of these young kids don't give a fuck about their money was <laughs> not something people... And the Robin Hood traders who right, could. Right, yeah. they, yeah. they didn't comprehend. Like, they weren't out to make a ton of money. Now, a lot of people jumped in, but... I that, see, main, that main group was there just to screw the system. Yeah. I mean, the system. So I'm an old head though. You know, to me, this is the death of investing. Yeah. I oh, th- we'll I, just, I, all this stuff is, is the just absolute dawning of pure speculation in the markets. Investing yeah. to me, I'm like old school Warren Buffett, yeah. find a company that generates positive cash flow, generates a lot of money, really good underlying principles, With actual fundamentals, With actual fundamentals, <laughs> you know, that apparently that makes me a dinosaur. Yeah, investing companies that actually make sense. I I missed the boat apparently. Same way. Well, I mean, well, any, well, look, well, look at all the giant. I mean, even all the giant real estate companies. You know, you've got <laughs> they don't want to turn a profit. You know, people are like you know talking about offer pad and open door and those big publicly traded companies that are 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 open door and specifically, you know, they don't want to turn a profit because as soon as they turn a profit, now there's an EBITDA valuation on that company. You know, currently their valuation is sky high based purely on speculation. Growth. It's just, you know, yeah, spec- yeah the, growth. The, the days of the days of having a wall street traded company that turns a profit, you don't want a profit because when you do that, then you're going to have a problem. It's a, it's such a, such a strange time. Strange days. Those funds also get manipulated by the market. As well, the high down, frequency right? trading yeah, and the arbitrage as it goes down, right? Like, you know, I'm looking at pro lodges. They're down 2% today, which, in theory, pro logic should never be down. Right? See, this so. is this is why you have a computer now, Colt. Fact checking. I'm liking this a lot. You can, pull up, you can pull up the real data <laughs> right you now. Sound, you sound I'm twice as smart as it. He does. No, I'm, I mean, I got to take it away. Let me honest. go to TMC then. <laughs> at some point, I'm going to look over and he's going to be watching a Disney movie. I'm confident of that. Oh, but you know, until I that day hit comes, we'll be fine. I could recite Encanto. I know. We should just do a whole thing of me singing Encanto. I just, you know, you know, cracks me up. You know, it cracks me up. So obviously, we do the podcast because we love it. We want to educate. We want to entertain people. But a byproduct of that is all of my social media 
Nokia, which for the last five days has literally just been cult. <laughs> on my the couch. couch. <laughs> Every, like, I was like, so everything I, that comes I up was, on my social media so I went, is cult. I couch. went to meet John at uh, MGM and uh, <laughs> I'm just walking through the casino and I'm pull up Instagram and it's just me laying on my couch. I'm like, Jesus. You're looking at your there phone, about just like, what? My wife goes, is Colt in a therapy session? <laughs> Uh, every, every day, every day, kind of. every, every day, day is in a therapy session. Can but we anyway, talk about how well, great we're not, Ti the, was? The, the, we'll get to Ti oh, in a minute. But man. the letter, the letter from uh, the letter from the guy at Melvin Capital essentially just said in a hey. long wordy way, "Mea ba- culpa." No, it was my, my bad. In, in legal, we call that "mea culpa." Yeah, my, my bad. <laughs> That's my really bad. all he said. Got this one wrong. Should have listened. My bad. Half your money's gone. Oh, Sorry. And what are you going to do? Uh, about and yeah, there's nothing they could do. Because in order to be in a fund, you have to be a accredited investor that's mm-hmm. what people think yeah. oh, i can just go do that no no no. you have to declare you have to go that through these steps to oh, yeah. show that you have the money to even go into a hedge fund so oh yeah no, yeah, no, no. people don't realize they do that so you don't get taken advantage of right right and it's hard well, most I'm, people it's you screw you have the up money to big lose. time you screw yeah. up big time if you go to jail and you're using credit investors right yeah. like you're totally defrauding at that time well no but that's only if you're doing something so if i go out and i take a shot on a derivative let's mm-hmm. say i buy some put and i fucked up and it was a bad call and i didn't understand the fundamentals but you invested your money and you're an accredited investor that means you were smart enough to know that you were putting money in the market that you have the money to lose mm-hmm. that's effectively what gives you protections on the hedge fund side yep. that's why they only take it from accredited investors that's why large Investments are required by the SEC yeah. to be accredited through accredited investors, yeah. so that you know you're not taking you know widows and orphans, right? You're not taking this these people that should oh, be on boy. fixed income, right? Right, or right. that don't Making have the money to lose their last yeah. fifty which, grand putting it on black, which happens more often than it, than it probably on, should. Right. So, so yeah, be careful. But back, you know, back to this weekend. So, you know, lesson number two takeaway from all the information that we got was this: um, I was lucky enough to spend a few minutes alone with Robert Kiyosaki. Not in his room or doing anything weird. Just you know, just oh. being able to have oh, one. Oh, oh, just yeah. just oh. just just one on one with the man, right? And uh, it was just fascinating to sit there and listen to him. And and just like any other great communicator, all he wanted to know about was me. Like he How was fit, he? You know, he super cool, cool super, delivery, super yeah. cool, and just and I, and I gotta tell you, just down to earth and stylish. And no games, dude. Stylish. No no games. At one point, you know, the two things I, I can remember off the top of my head that he said you know, to our, our group and it was smaller than the whole room was uh number one. He said, uh, and I thought this was an interesting take. He said, uh, you know, I don't remember how it came into context, but he said it was a school teacher. Somebody asked, asked this kid or somebody asked a kid, they said, were the three wise men in the Christmas story, were they rich? And the kid said, yeah, they were rich. And the teacher said, well, how do you know that? And he said, well, because they gave him gifts of, you know, frankincense, myrrh, and gold. Right. So for them to have that kind of stuff, they would have to be rich. And the teacher said, no, that's wrong. The reason you know that they're rich is because they sought out the best teacher. And when I heard that, it was like, oh, okay. And the one thing I can tell you, and I'm going to give, I'm going to give my dudes, uh, Pace, Morby, and uh, Jamil Jamji, just such a shout out for this. And it's up to Mule. Yeah, right. There, there you go. But but here's the shout out, man. The shout out is this is they the majority of that room is theirs, man. They, they, they brought so many people to that event. And when you look at the amount, I mean, everybody there was there because they wanted to share knowledge and make people better and share education, and do those things. But when you look at the passion that those guys invest in others with. And the level of love that they put into their their tribes or their networks or their groups, it, it's really amazing. And I think everybody else that's there as an educator or as a mentor or as somebody in a position uh, where somebody was going to look up to what you do, I think it put all of us on notice a little bit. Like, man, I, I got to step it up. These these guys are. I mean, they're. This isn't. A, this isn't. And I'm not saying when I go try to help people, it's an act. I'm not trying, trying no, no, to say no, that at all. No, right. But what I'm saying is, these dudes. Breathe it like oxygen, right? But Jamil, Jamil's one of those guys that was going to be successful in whatever he did. Yeah, because you meet him and he's infectious, right? He just so happened to pick something that can be profitable. But have you ever seen his comedy stuff or his skits or his acting? Any of that no. stuff? It's hilarious. Guy's no. really talented guy. Like he just has that factor, the X factor. Yeah. So when you meet people like that, it's when you meet celebrities in real life. Yeah. 
and it's not because they're celebrities, because there's that whole um, after, therefore, because of, we call it mm. ad vericundium, or, or uh, I think it's- Google that, Google that. It's, uh, <laughs> come, post, on, Colt, come on, Colt, come on, Colt. Ad verium, Google. No, 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 sorry, it? I screwed up. Post hoc, <laughs> I, 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 I self-corrected. Post hoc, ergo propter hoc. See, see, I'll get, see just post the threat. The threat. Post hoc, ergo propter hoc. <laughs> the threat of the fact check no, I, has got him corrected himself. Ad vericundium I love is, that. is an irrelevant right. appeal After to the this, therefore, because of this. After, Latin. after this, therefore, because of this. She's saying, oh, he's a celebrity because he's got this thing. <laughs> <He's just> stunned. <laughs> Post hoc ergo propter hoc fallacy. It's when you, so you look at those people, you say, oh, well, I feel that they're a celebrity, therefore they're charming. It's like, no, 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 they're charming because, because and that's why they're a celebrity. Yeah. To, to make it through in that world. He's using do, that correctly, just yeah. so everybody's know. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he he did used it correctly. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you a bell. I'm just going to get you a bell so we can rate like Bing. That's correct. Right, right there. Yeah, you go. You know. and, that's and, it. And, and just to clarify, an ad vericundium is an irrelevant appeal to authority that has no business being okay. authority. Anyway, okay. because this concludes our, our Latin lesson today. But <laughs> you meet those people, and like I said, every time I've ever met somebody who's truly famous, and not the ones that do it through academics, yeah. those people sometimes don't have the factor. They're obviously brilliant. It fa the it factor. They don't necessarily have the it factor. factor. But if you meet a famous celebrities, like, I, I met Quentin Tarantino one time. I met a few celebrities, but Quentin Tarantino had one of those things. You go, there is no way anybody understands how present you are as a human being until they meet you. Yeah. Because I was already a fan. Always oh, cool. But he was so engaging and he looked you in the eyes and just all these X factors. Right. Yeah. I thought he would just be kind of an asshole. I probably had a lower expectation of him than I should have. Yeah. And it, it just had that X factor. Isn't that always great when you have a low expectation of meeting somebody and then they exceed yeah. it? Isn't that great? Always have low expectations yeah. of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Magic Magic was awesome. He was one that exceeded expectations. Magic Johnson? Yeah, Magic. Are you, are you, are you watching the showtime? Are you watching watch the watch first episode and then the dude kid turned on and I gotta watch it. Super good. Yeah. It's super good. I, dude, John C. Riley. Just about the bus family, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 John C. Riley is so funny. Kills it. Oh, he's it's great. Dr. Bus, dude. Just look at him like, you know, dude. He plays a dad? He plays yeah. Jerry Bus. He plays Jerry Bus. And yeah. he's amazing. He's That's so great. Great dude. job. You just totally buy him as like the full on 70s totally. Playboy, just hanging out at the Playboy Mansion. Just signing big it's celebs. Oh, dude. You just, you just totally buy oh, you'll it. Love it. It's, it's, it's so, I, I'm going to watch it. It's yeah. on my list. It's so funny to watch. But back to Kiyosaki. So the second thing that I'll say that he said, that I thought was really, really funny was, well, not funny, but uh, we're sitting there talking and it was a small group and, uh, and he made a comment at one point. And, and if you hear this, please don't think I'm being an elitist, but it's the truth. And, um, he goes, <laughs> this came out of his mouth. He goes, uh, he goes at one point, he goes, well, like, you know, people that, cause he was talking about people that own businesses create, you know, they yeah. create, they create jobs for others. They create for other people. And he was saying how, how awesome the event was because all of us there were there to help people create. That's what he was talking Absolutely. about. He goes, you know, because we, this, this is going to create businesses, which create employees. And then Cody Sperber goes, I oh, don't call them employees. They, they hate being called employees. They hate that. Don't call them employees, call them team members. And Kiyosaki without missing a beat goes, no, fuck them. They're employees. You are an employee. He goes, fuck, he goes, he goes, fuck them. He goes, he goes, look, there's two kinds of people on the planet. He goes, there are people that crave security Mm -hmm. And people that crave freedom, right. and, and if you crave six, if you crave crave security, you're going to be an employee. And there's nothing wrong with it's that. It's not pejorative. Because, yeah, no, no, not, because yeah. because it's fulfilling your personal need, what you need at the time. Sure. He goes, yeah. but if you are someone that is craving freedom, you're going to probably be an entrepreneur and create that freedom in your life. He goes, so people yeah. that you know, if people and employees know their employees are employees for a reason because they they want they want security. Yeah, and but that's here, fine. That, yeah. I love employees. Good yeah. employees are, are, you know, uh, oh, you're a team member. It's like, oh, yeah? Then how come I'm not getting the ball? How come I'm on the bench right, all the time? You know, right. it's like you, you have to understand that the word employee is not pejorative. No. Literally, it's, it's just a I descriptor. Think every, I think yeah. the last 10 years, everybody's tried to make employee being such, uh, be such a negative thing, right? Well, just treat your employees better. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think everybody thinks, oh, you shouldn't work for the man. You shouldn't do that. You know what? There's a lot of people that need to work and that are great employees. I mean, I I, I deal with it all the time. You meet people and you're just like, whew, man. My parents were work. born employees yeah. and they worked There's as employees and that. they were probably two of the best employees I, I assume anybody could ever have. Yep. And mm -hmm. in, in that, I always, when I was an employee, I wanted to be a good employee. Do you think they learned that from their parents? Like, was your grandmother a good employee? My grandma was not a good employee. She was not. 
evil grandma. <laughs> evil grandma. Evil, evil G. Well, they actually were entrepreneurs. <laughs> so it turns out they were kind of entrepreneurs, oddly enough. Oh, when the opposite <laughs> They had a, they they the had a nightclub. They had a, a, <laughs> Did they really? They had like a convenience store, all this stuff. That, really? Like my grandpa was deputy chief of police. Oh, wow. As a detective of, and stuff, they were Regina? buying. They bought a nightclub <laughs> for teenagers. Yeah, no, it's a scam. <laughs> They bought a nightclub <laughs> called the Go Go Seven, and they had live bands playing. But it was for teenagers. So they had a convenience store. It was an. They they also had so that. Business so that Regina I convenience was 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 parallel. Well, I mean convenience. <laughs> Eighteen years old in Regina. <laughs> That's it. Great but club. Apparently, they had an underage. My, they had a teenage club. <laughs> just, <laughs> just giggling like a child, <laughs> which is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Back, back a father. Colt's a father. He's got kids. <laughs> All right, back to your back to your life, Colt. Oh, sorry, Colt. Colt, just because your daughter's married off doesn't mean that. <laughs> That's how it goes. People are like, what? I, yeah, okay. All right. uh, uh, where were we? What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. I don't know. We got sidetracked. Employee that's isn't a pejorative. That's what it was. That's what it was. So, oh, man, that's funny. Are you <laughs> wow, just looking funny. at memes over there, Cole, too? Yeah. I think, yeah, he's, he's reading dad jokes, which, by the way, uh, I, I, I now have a new favorite dad joke. Would you like to hear it? I would love to hear it. All right. Here's my new favorite dad joke. You never have to ask that ever again, by the way. I, I know I don't, but <laughs> yeah, here's exactly. my new favorite dad joke. I would torture my children with this and walked, I must have told it to them like eight times. See, here's my thing too with dad jokes. Not only do I tell them over and over the same joke to my kids, yeah. I then explain it to them like they don't get it, oh. which drives them insane. Yeah. Right? All right, everybody, <laughs> so just so you know, mansplaining is when a man yeah. oh, explains yeah. something. Oh, yeah. Okay, here I we just go. wanted that's, to do that. That's how you explain it to me. All right, here we go. So here's the question. You ready? How does the hippie polygamist count his wives? One Mississippi, two Mississippi, oh, wow. three Mississippi. That's nice. That's good. I, I love that joke. Cold. Do you get it? Uh, Mrs. Hippie. Yeah, 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 I got it. Choking over here. Yeah, I love that joke. That's my new favorite. Oh my! I got I got this morning. Oh, I got my jokes. No, oh, but back to so back to what we were talking about. Robert, uh, I love listening to him talk. He was great, wasn't he? Oh, no, just so great he was and great. so so straightforward about it, right? Like everybody else, I think was, hey, be positive, be this, right? And he was just straightforward. He just old school. Yeah, he was. Man. And his investment, no nonsense. His investment, you know, outlook is very old school too, which is nothing wrong. I mean, I still agree with pretty much everything he said. Well, I love that. You know, the, his main point was, you know, he says he said. I love inflation because I love debt, yep. you know, which is funny. We talked about, you know, Robert Kiyosaki and, and Dave Ramsey having altering views on that. You know, that was the hundred percent, the point because you, uh, you look at it and it's like, he says, yeah, if I have debt, inflation shrinks the amount I have to pay back because right. that debt is paying for assets that are appreciating, Yep, which makes a lot of sense. It's kind of uh, honestly why also inflation is good for the U S government because we have a tremendous amount of debt. So the less those dollars cost to pay back, or the less they're worth, right. the better off it is for the country. You know, weird sort of screw the way, middle class but, to save yeah. the entire country. That's exactly what it is, but yeah. not a bad, not a horrible thing. That was it. And then here was another interesting takeaway that I had. I won't say which of the of the speakers this was, because I don't know if they want this out there, but I was talking to one of the speakers, and this is a person that I consider a friend. And um, I, you know what? I'm going to tell, tell another story. I'm going to tell you a personal story oh. of, of kind of foolishness. And here's what it was. So I walked up to a friend of mine. I forgot to tell a story. So there's a guy that I know that throws a very large event, very similar to the event we had this weekend. And there was another friend of ours that's, you know, tied enough to that person where I thought they were really connected with it. <clears throat> and this is maybe seven, eight months ago. So this person that's this loosely tied to this other person tells me, hey, I really want you to speak at the event. And I'm thinking, cool, yeah, I'd love to do that. This it's another bigger room with like two thousand people. I'd love to speak at that event. Cool. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get you a slot at I'm gonna get you a slot at this event. Oh yeah. I don't know if you remember me talking about this. <clears throat> I so do. You're like, I'm I gonna know, get you a slot. I'm gonna get you a slot. So uh, you know, like a couple of days go by and I hit the guy up in text, Hey man, it's going on. I need to confirm this. Like, you know, if I'm going to do it, I want to go all in. I need to make sure I'm super prepared for it. And he hits me back, he's like, Oh, you know, hang on, man, we're just gonna move some stuff around. I haven't really heard, you know, we're, we're working on it. So I hit him again. 
And then I turned into like the thirsty, you know, the thirsty person that's chasing this opportunity. And I'm like, it's too much. Like I get to a point where I look back at my text, like I'm embarrassed by how sure, much I chase sure, sure. this. And I start to, and I come to the conclusion. I'm like, well, I guess the dude that's throwing the event doesn't have any interest in me speaking. Right. And it, it wounded my pride a bit. Sure. It did. Now this event was butted up against another event that another friend of mine had. Right. And it was butted up same room back ended one day later. So I go, or actually my buddy, my second buddy's event was at night in between the day sessions. Right. So a friend of mine was in town from California. He was speaking at said event at night. So we said, go down with me. I said, sure, I'll go to that. Now, first, first of all, this is an event that I would have gone to just to go mill around. I could have gone for free, probably milled around, sure. but my ego was never going to let me go down to that main event because they don't want me to speak. If I'm not going as you invite me to speak and I don't go speak and I ain't going to speak or I'm damn sure not going as an attendee. Oh, absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. So I go down there that night and to the other person's event, you need a whiteboard to follow the story. Sorry. I go to the other person's event and, um, as I'm standing there talking to the other person, the main guy that was hosting the main event mm -hmm. walks by and he looks right at me and he says, Oh, I see you can come down here for this, but you can't fucking come to my event. Like, fuck you is essentially what I got. Right. And he walked off and I was kind of like, well, you know what? Fuck that guy. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. I mean, what do you expect? Right. So I kind of felt bad about it. And that guy was a speaker also at this event that I was at. So I just felt myself, it had been seven months of some, some weirdness and, and of weirdness of, of going on between sure. me and this cat. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to put that in the rear view. I'm going to be the bigger person. I'm going to go talk to him. And I just want to explain to him what happened. Yeah. And I walk up and I, I told him the story, you know, this person had invited me to speak and then I chased it too much. And then for whatever reason, it, you know, it didn't work out with you guys. And then I was embarrassed because I felt like I chased it too much. And then you guys didn't see me as, as having enough value to be on that stage. And then my pride wouldn't let me come down. And that was a foolish thing. I should have just sucked it up and just whatever. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, and my, the guy looks right at me and says, this is the first time I've, I've ever heard, heard yeah. you wanted to speak at that event. That's right. <laughs> he goes, I could have told you that he, was going to, what was going to happen. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he goes, he goes, bro, I would have made a slot for you in two seconds. Of course. He goes, of course I, of course I would have. And he goes, who taught, and I told him, he's like, oh yeah, that's, that's pretty much part. And it was so true. Cause he called over his other guy. This also helps him with the event. And he goes, listen to what just happened. And the other guy just shook his head and was like, yeah, that's part for the course. Yeah. And here I am. So the moral story is this, here's the moral story. I was running around for seven months. Talk to decision I was makers. a good, well, that's talking to decision maker number <laughs> yeah. one, but never assume, you know, what other people are thinking about or their opinion of you is. <laughs> Because chances are you're probably wrong. Yeah. What's that whole thing? Your opinion of me is none of my business. Yeah, it's none of my business. Yeah. But anyway, back to, so True. back to what I was saying before on the other thing real quick. And then this will lead us into our into our next segment because we, we really want to talk about it. With more dad jokes? It's this. More, we can get some more, bad, more dad jokes if you want. But here's, here's it, here it is. So I'm talking to one of, the, one of these guys. And he had told me last time I saw him that uh, he was going to do an HGTV show. Right? Is what he had told me. And... <clears throat> this was before COVID started and they were working on it. I said, what happened? And he said, nah, you know, with COVID, the you know production got stopped and you know, they really wanted to be you know, vaccinated and it wasn't my thing. So I just said, no, and I'm out and there you go, which I, you know, believable, whatever each to his own, who cares? And I said, are you going to, are you going to do it? You know, he goes, now it's come back around, but he goes, they want me to, you know, they want it to be a flipping show. He goes, I'm not flipping. Everything I'm doing is buying and holding into Airbnb. I'm not flipping houses anymore. I don't right. want, I don't want to be the flip guy. And they want me to be the flip guy. Train left the station. So yeah, he said, he's like, I would rather say no than, because he goes, if I say yes to this, I'm going to be the flip guy for the next 10 years. And I'm going to have to be, I'm going to have to be being something I don't want to be right. for 10 years for the sake, for the sake of what money I got money. And I was like, wow. And it really kind of hit home, you know, for me, like, who do you really want to be? Because, you know, the topic that I was even there speaking about at this convention was luxury house flipping, of which I am invested with, you know, Nick Marietta, who's a great dude and does a great job. And that's his forte. Right. I'm, you know, if anything in that department, I'm there as an accelerator. You know, that that's my deal with what with his company, that he's the genius at that. I don't want to be the house flipper guy. That's not that's not what I do. Right. And um, 
And, and yeah, it was a really interesting kind of weird deal that happened there. So, you know, I, I think one of the things you got to know, if you don't know what you want to do and which direction you want to go, like they say, if you don't know to which port you sail, no one is favorable. So when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about, we're going to dig deep into Connell. We've done a dig deep into, 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 cult, into well, cult before. So just these speaking events, I have a dad joke about a speaking event. I'd love to hear it. What did, did, is that what you were looking up over there? Were you make sure you I just, it right? I, I would just make sure I got it right. <laughs> All right, got it. Because I was go just ahead. like, was wasn't it? there a dad before joke? Before the break, about give it to me. Yeah, give it to me. Okay. Let's you let's heard about that scientist who was an absolute brilliant scientist. Okay. Who cloned himself so he could be in academia and working and professing while his clone went around doing speaking events for him. Okay. You heard about that? No. So this clone makes this, so this, the scientist, brilliant, brilliant scientist makes this clone to a T perfect version of himself to go do all these other things made up in the laboratory, except that this clone had an absolutely filthy mouth on him. So he'd be up there talking about quantum physics, be like, ah, you know, and this and the fucking, you know, metal, you know, and the photons, they fucking smash into each other. Just a filthy mouth on this clone, right? <laughs> and so the scientist's going, well, I can't have that. And he goes to the clone and approaches him going, hey, you know, I appreciate you going out and doing all this stuff, but you can't do that. You can't do this stuff anymore. You got a filthy mouth. And he says, oh, go fuck yourself. What are you going to do about it? You know, you're not my, you know, you're not my dad, blah, blah, blah. And so all of a sudden the, the scientist is just rot with, you know, you know, uh, worries about what am I going to do to get rid of this clone? Well, he's my clone. I can do with him what I want. So he says, oh, okay, come on, clone. Let's go for a drive. And so he drives him in a nice sunset. Hey, let's work it out. Let's chat about this. Ah, go fuck yourself. You know, this clone is just a filthy mouth on him, right? So the scientist is talking. All of a sudden, you know, smacks him in the head and wraps him up. And, and he throws him over a cliff. This clone of his. He can do whatever. It's his. It's him. He can, you can't murder a clone. But all of a sudden, right as he's throwing this body off the cliff, a cop pulls up. And the cop is like... Oh, my God, what'd you do? You just murdered that guy. And the, and the scientist goes, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm a scientist. I'm a world-renowned scientist. That was actually my exact clone that I made in the laboratory out of just organic materials. Mm. So the cop goes back to his car and starts writing him a ticket. He goes, well, I, I just explained to you. I didn't murder anybody. He's like, no, 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 no. This isn't a ticket for making an obscene clone fall. <laughs> <laughs> An obscene clone, clone fall. fall. We'll be right back. <laughs> Stupid. Hey, it's John Gafford. If you want to catch up more and see what we're doing, you can always go to thejohngafford.com where we'll share any links that we've things we talked about on the show, as well as links to the YouTube where you can watch us live. And if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at thejohngafford. I'm here. Give me a shout. Back from the break, welcome back to The Power Move. If you're catching us on YouTube for part two, make sure you like and subscribe. Click that little notification button in whatever podcast system you're listening to us on, whatever it may be. Do me a solid. Give us the four or five. You know what? Give us the max star Cinco Is that better to say? Cinco Australia. If I say four or five, they're like, yeah, that's pretty good. I'll go four. Whatever. No. I can't believe we can't come yeah. as a... A society, a society to a standardized, to standardized rating standardized thing. No, I, I, dude, I agree Cinco Australia's. No, I give it yeah. up to you. I agree. I totally agree. Good. You know what? Speaking is coming together as a society. Today we're talking about doing what you want to do or figuring out what you want to do. And you know who just did what they wanted to do? Elon Musk did. Oh, well, he sure did. <laughs> he sure did, my friend. It's <laughs> what just, we call fuck you money. It is. Yeah. It's what we call it. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I think there, there's been so much, so much said about this. And I think my favorite thing that's been said is whichever side of the needle your political views fall on, if you are, you know, conservative like Colt and I, or a bleeding heart liberal like Chris. No, I think my favorite thing I've said about this is, and I don't, I think it was Elon Musk. I don't know if he said it or somebody put the words in his mouth on a fake tweet, whatever it was, but it said, if the far left 10% and the far right 10% are equally pissed off about how things are going, that's how you know you're doing job. the right thing. I saw a tweet of his, one of those fake tweets, you know, yeah. with like just their name. He goes, now I'm going to buy McDonald's and fix all the ice cream machines. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no one man has all that power. Yeah, nobody has that much power. No, I think, uh, no, I love the one that said, I'm, now I'm going to buy Facebook and shut it, turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> Which but, you know what? He really could do. He could. I mean, this guy... Would you ever spend that kind of money to prove a point? <laughs> it's, not, it's not money. I mean, it's, it's not money. No, no he, he doesn't not. care about the money. Well, I love the one too. It says, how pissed is Elon going to be when he realized he could have downloaded Twitter for free from the App Store? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, it's just he makes a good point though, right? He says, "No, nah, I don't like Twitter. I don't use Twitter. I mean, I have a Twitter account. I'll go on there to check on a couple people I like, but it's just not a platform I use." Yeah. Um, the yeah. older I get, the more I'm starting to use Instagram just for funny memes and jokes because I really yeah. stopped caring a lot of times about certain things. Yeah. You know, I'm not worried about other people's opinions as much. Yeah. But um, Twitter is kind of a town center. You know, it does have that, you know, global consciousness, global phrase, sort of like place it. to speak out. And, you know, I'm not a um, I'm not a canceled person. I don't like the concept of prohibiting, you know, us from talking about bad ideas. And I was watching Bill Maher on Joe Rogan the other day. You want to talk about a funny sort of thing where people are starting to call Bill Maher right wing. And you listen to what, what? Yeah, people are starting to say, oh, you're getting more right wing. He goes, I'm not getting more right wing. You're getting way too fucking left. <laughs> yeah. He goes, because if you would have talked to me 20 years ago about canceling police departments or, you know what I mean, all these things, I would have disagreed with it then, and I disagree with it now. I've always been about your rights right. to be left alone. And as a true liberal, like if you look up the word liberal, Colt, in your definition, <laughs> Everybody can I get, can I get a true the, definition. Cult? I, I, Give me a true I, definition I, I of liberal. Right cult. On. Were you trying to find a dad joke? No, so I was looking at. You were no, trying. Oh look, no! He was we, trying to find a dad joke. No, I was. Look at. There's some good ones. But anyway, a That's liberal is somebody that has is freedom paramount, right? Yeah. Liberty is the root word of liberal. Okay. So people use it as a pejorative, and you say, "Wait a minute, where in being pro freedoms was it a problem?" Right. Um, canceling speech, though is something that shouldn't be a liberal platform ever no. aclu should be one of those things where you say i defend people's rights to have bad speech right <laughs> uh oh it's looking up dad i'm just no, no, like pejorative <laughs> like who uses not, not that? Not the pejorative. <laughs> not the pejorative. Who, who uses that? What? Have you <laughs> yeah. ever used that no. in your life? No, 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 okay, no, no, no. I didn't know. I got to say, that's the first I, time I've ever heard that word. Yeah. What? Pejorative. Oh, pejorative, yeah. For those of you listening home, Colt, what's the definition of pejorative? Expressing content or disapproval. Contempt. Contempt. That's what I said. Disapproval. It's a lawyer word. Oh, contempt. Lawyer. Yeah, so pejorative to use it in a way that's not flattering. But either way, um, canceling speech, what it does is it creates those in power from being able to control speech. And there's nothing more 1984 than that. And candidly, you know, not, not to make it political, but the right wing was always the party trying to cancel speech. They were trying to cancel lyrics and rap music. Yeah. They were trying to prevent people from smoking pot They were preventing people from getting married. They were trying to put their values on other people. Right. And when that pendulum starts shifting where you can't say that because now I have the right to be offended, all of a sudden you go, well, I don't know who I don't like anymore. Whoever's trying to stop that from happening is my, is who I got a problem with. Yeah. I, you know, speaking of, of trying to stop people from doing things, man, I, I you know, what I feel bad for this week. You know, what I feel bad for the new, the nets. I know. Oh, I God, feel, I, 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 I feel, I feel bad for the executives at Disney. They, Quite, they got, I mean, dude, talk about a rock and hard place, man. You got absolutely squeezed there. And there's nothing they could do. How about stay out of it? Yeah, they can't. But, but they could. But here's the problem: they couldn't really because their employees, who make the place go round, were rat were demanding that they do something. Okay, okay. To so the point where, to the point that. where, to the point where that you know you don't know what's going to happen. They could have or they all of these Disney is very obviously uh, LGBTQ. It's friendly, very progressive. Very friendly. Very progressive. Been, right. Years. All of their employees very right. progressive. Disney, I, I think their owner was a, was a Nazi sympathizer initially. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can leave that. You I'm know, pretty sure Walt Disney you know, himself was a Nazi you know, sympathizer. You know, so. I, I was going to ask the I VIP do. tour guide about that. She doesn't <laughs> mention that fun fact, by but, the way. No, but seriously, unpack that for a second. All so right. that's a really good thing to bring up. What was Walt Disney Company facing, right? No, I'm not talking about when DeSantis walk, canceled their tax. They were facing a walkout of employees. Okay. They were facing. So your employees a, are going to threaten me, yeah. my company. You're going to walk out unless I do what? Unless you vocalize your disdain for this law. For the, a law. For a law. So as a company, I would simply say, I, I, would, I would open up lines of communication with my own employees first. Children that are yelling, the children that work there, because you're a child, if, you, if that's what you do. If everything's a tantrum, everything's a strike. Yeah. I know in France and I know in other places, striking is a huge part of that labor union um, sort of mentality. But that's not the mentality in America. Now, for better or worse, whatever yeah. they can do things for fractions of the cost we can because they just organize things better but if your children employees are threatening to walk out right then then if that's the case then that's the case 
I'm let, not going you say to let them walk. Tuck tail. Let them walk? Well, yeah, because I don't I don't negotiate with terrorists who tell me how I have to behave from a corporate governance point. If I'm not breaking any laws, now now that's not to say don't take your employees' input. If they're saying, hey, we don't want a seven hour workday, well, you can thank the liberals for employing a five day work week, right? So there's things where over time these things have helped out employees, and that's a slow moving needle, and you work it, right? Yeah. Let's not work in factories all day. You know, 40 hour work week, great. That's fair. Let's work that out, right? Those are all standard things we see now as. as Which they're now trying to reduce to 32 hours. Have you seen well, this? and again, so all those things are move, right? And so markets adjust over time with how that yeah. moves. But the minute you allow, because that wasn't Disneyland LA, that wasn't Disneyland France, that wasn't Disneyland Japan. No, it was Disneyland Orlando. It was Disneyland Orlando. Orlando. How many people were we talking? Two thousand people are going to walk out of their job unless what? Unless I stop saying that uh, boys are boys and girls are girls. Pretty much. I, well, I mean, we don't take a position. Our official position is we don't There's take no a position. position on this. Yeah, and we will provide gender neutral alternatives where where applicable, and we will provide um, you know princess dresses in the stores that say size X, not girls X or whatever. We'll. we'll you know. So question, do you think the people at Disney that, that, that have the power to make that call, do you think they wanted to make that call? I think that I think, I think that there is this giant fear right now, and you can see it in media, that the left has become too loud and that and just that part of it. Again, I, I identify to the left on the spectrum because I'm a true liberal. See, he admitted it. No, no, no. I, I'm, I, I tend to be left because I don't like <laughs> I don't like I don't think religions should control our politics. I don't think religion should control our politics. I think rationality should. Uh, you know, all these things, right? I believe that climate change is real, right? There's just things where I go, yeah, I'm not here to argue it. My factual observations tend to put me on the left because it's not, I don't have an opinion on it. I just listen to people who are smarter than me in those did topics. You, did you see, not to change the topic there, but did you see the self emolation? Is that the word I'm looking for? Self emolation? Self immolation. Immolation. The guy said himself on fire last week, died today. Like, oh. I don't understand how setting yourself on fire. Well, the Vietnam. Point. So yeah, I remember. I remember name? the history. Ta Ta of it. Uh, anyway, but he so Tongan. Yeah, yeah. The, the Vietnamese yeah, yeah. You know, monk protesting yeah, yeah. a war. That's a selfless act in his view, and it did to garner the attention that he sought. And he's a monk. He's a Buddhist. Yeah, so yeah. his his whole. I mean, talk about the stones on that guy. Dude. But anyway. <laughs> But anyway, he's looking this up now. What are you guys talking duck. about? Yeah, yeah it's not, thanks. Look, I love you know what? You know what? I gotta tell you, edition. I think the permit, yeah, the, the computer cult fact checking is now permanent. I love it. Any more facts, you better hurry. At the end of the day, it's not a, a corporation's place, right? But there is this fear that they're going to be canceled if they don't do this. Well, yeah, you're never going to make everybody happy, right? No, but but the, the reality of the world we live in is that within plus or one. Uh, plus or minus one standard deviation. Most people are pretty friggin' normal, and I mean that in a very common sense way. Normal. I like, don't think most people hey, are anymore. Maybe six foot four guys should be, you know, I, swimming. I, most people go, yeah, it's probably a, a, a line that's gone too far. You hear about the loudest ten percent on either side. Sure, those are the ones that get out of bed with with an agenda, and you hear about them. Well, I, I, well, I can. The I, silent majority, you know, is pretty rational. I, I think you're about to see. The Twitter pendulum smashed those people on the far left. <laughs> I think you're about to see that come. I, don't I think, think Twitter I think, has that power. No, 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 no. I'm just saying this is the beginning of the pendulum swinging mm -hmm. back to some some realm of common sense, where yeah. where 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 where, where, it's, where it's where it's, where it's okay stop. for the world to say, if you're offended, it's your problem. Yeah, I, I think that's okay. And I mean, we need to have going back to facts. Yeah, people yeah, think facts. their opinions are facts. It's not. Facts are facts. You can have your opinion and I, like yeah. a you know, fact you know or not, but it's I, I'll, I'll tell you a fact. I'll tell you a fact, which was the after party for that convention last weekend that we sponsored. T.I. still has it. T.I. still got still it, buddy. Got we had T.I. play that after party, and dude, <laughs> it, I'm telling you, it was good. Was, he was, was he was excited. solid. Did he auto tune everything? No, oh, no, dude. He came he came out and held it down, bangers, man. You it forget. was great. I mean, so let me let's talk about. We were going to talk about concerts anyway. Hip hop concerts are trash unless it's like a big production kind of artist no i one time saw the wu-tang clan i love the wu-tang clan if you know me you know i've loved them for mm -hmm. 30 years wu-tang clan live was so disappointing it's just it was eight people. dudes on stage just talking into a microphone there's no 
Well, well, pretty much this choreography. Is, this is pretty much three dudes on, on no, no, stage no, no. talking oh. in the microphone. Yeah, but I already know. Have you listened to this? Thank you, because because apparently the boy, yeah, Chris would not be captivated by what we're doing. If right we now, put on a record with this exact <laughs> conversation on it, yeah, and then we're like, hey, listen to it now again you in person. Know. I mean, it's the same conversation, right? You take value Speak, in novelty. Speak, are we wearing the tracksuits to the draft? Well, I thought you were gonna. Well, I, I know, I know, I know, I know. No, you did. Scott invited you, but I think we gotta wear the try. So you know why I didn't get? Well, so no, I, he no, said listen, listen. Apple Store thing. I can't get on Apple. No, no, Store. no, no. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna give a big shout out right now, as I do when people do me solids, and my guy Nick Dosa down at Vegas Auto Gallery. Super shout out. So my MC20 needed a little bit of work. Um, actually. Uh, local dealership here that could work on it was like, oh, it's going to be like six weeks. So he shipped it because he already had cars going uh, to L.A. So he sent what it down to his buddy. What needed to be done, done. Right, John? Uh, it, needs, it needs some relay stuff. There, there's there's just some stuff that needed tuning on it and wanted a full run through on the warranty on it. And and he, nice. he wanted it done in L.A. And so he put it on a carrier for me to L.A. to be, be sorted out, which is nice of him to do. And then he literally looks at me and goes, hey, man, uh, you could take whatever you want. <laughs> so he's like, get me down a car. Take, take something. Just take something. And I was like, what? He goes, car, he goes, you can't take the Bugatti, but you take anything else. And dude, I'm telling you, you want to, if you get an idea, if you're not listening, if you don't live in Vegas to get an idea what I'm talking about, go to www.vegasautogallery.com and you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, he sells, I think he said like 80% of cars over 250,000 in, in this town period. Yeah, he was on this show. Yeah. He's been on the show before. Uh, still but, not my friend on Facebook, but yeah, still not your friend on Facebook. <laughs> no, but, but he goes, take whatever you want. And so I'm like, all right, um, I'm gonna take the Rolls Royce Wraith. I'm gonna take the Wraith. And it's funny. I, I, five minutes into driving it, I've never felt like a bigger asshole. (laughs) I just, there's just, there's something about that car, man. I mean, dude, and look, I I got plenty of self-confidence in myself. I got plenty of self-belief in myself, but something about driving that car where every place you pulled up, people look at it, they're like, okay, let's see who this asshole is getting out of this car. It's so funny to me how you still think that that car is somehow carries with it a different no 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 it does it does because here's why and this is what this this is why let's I, take a poll no this is why i, I love out with a pipe this is this is why i love my mc20 right this is why i love it because people that don't know cars have no clue what it is mm. for all they know it's like a damn toyota mr to mr3 or whatever they don't it could be it could be a fifty thousand dollar car they have no idea what it's worth. John, do you really, are you really, no. have you sold are this you I'm trying, to yourself? This, this, yeah. listen, this, this is, story, is so funny. This no. is the story I'm going with. They no, have no idea what it is. They have no idea what it is. They have no idea what it is. I'm not saying because most listen. people couldn't tell you the name maker model. Just yeah. on pure glance doesn't mean they don't think it's a supercar. Yeah. Okay. All right. So they know it's a nice car or whatever, super but they car. don't, but they don't know. They don't know how nice, but if you know cars, then you know, but like the roles, you see it coming a mile away, and you just know here's an asshole to rolls. <laughs> just kind of I don't know. I don't know, Cole. What do you think? Eh, my Lexus doesn't pull the same <laughs> clout. I guess. <laughs> it is what it is. I don't know. I, just, I, we, I think we, your car. I'm not a car guy, right? But I know when we, I see your car, well, you hear a tune supercar going. Bam, bam. Okay, a little different. But, little the, different. The, but, but the goal <laughs> was the, the goal was at some point to take the rolls out and and with the track suits that we wore on my birthday and and just run around town and shoot a slow motion video of just running random to, to Ace, like errands, Ace Harbor. like going to Ace Hardware, buy a hose, <laughs> just you know, <laughs> going going to Sonic and get a Slurpee. <laughs> just, just, Has anybody worn their track suit? Sense Cabo? I wouldn't disrespect it like that. I, yeah, no, I it's got to be. It's got to be an event. I wouldn't I disrespect it. It's got to be an event. You already wore it. Yeah, it's got to be an event. Travel. I would never disrespect it like that. Got to be an event. So we're gonna do that. But anyway, so yeah. But he sold the rolls. So he came and picked it up, and he, and he was like, "Hey, I sold the car. I need it back." I'm like, "Bro, I'll bring it back right now. You know, whatever." Yeah. And he's like, uh, "No, I'll send him pick it up." And he and, and he goes, "I'll send you something else. What do you want?" I'm like, I don't need another car. He's like, no, 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 no. I got your car. I'll send you another car. I'm going to send you that, uh, the G wagon. So he sent the G 63, which I've been driving today. Just give it around. So God bless Nick. So it's good to have uh, good friends with, with expensive toys with whips that'll, that'll that'll loan them to you. So, so God bless. Go buy a car from Nick, which is dope. Um, but yeah, but talking about bad bands, bad bands, bad bands. Uh, you see, it's funny you said this because you you mentioned something earlier that struck me, and I agreed. But you said worst worst concert ever was Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing Pumpkins. Holy smokes, is that boring? <laughs> and I mean, and dude, Gish, that original Smashing Pumpkins, that's like one of my favorite records. It's great, great band on on album. Oh, dude, yeah. but they just stand there. Well, because Chris said that he didn't like 
Red Hot Chili Peppers. They put, I've heard them put out some bad live performances. I would watch them again. I wouldn't go to a Chili Peppers. Well, especially like you know, like somebody wanted to go in Allegiant. Sound and no concert is good at Allegiant. Let me help you out. It sounds terrible. No. Really difficult to get the the band. I, no, I saw two concerts recently at the Chelsea. I saw the Killers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just saw Killer. I was there. It was the a really great you. venue. Yeah, I saw the night before. And then Deftones on Friday, which are just on the floor. The great, yeah. They're just the, the floor moves. Yeah, because I, I don't know. Why does the is that I on purpose? No, do you think? Do you think that because there's chairs there for, for Hassan Minaj? There's chairs there. It's got to be on purpose. So for those of you who don't know, what we're talking about oh. at uh, at the Cosmopolitan, which is still my favorite hotel. It is. It's, not it's, even my, close. it's not even close. My favorite hotel. Um, number two. Their live music venue one. there called the Chelsea. Uh, the floor seats when you when, when you're on the floor at the Chelsea watching a concert, how much would you say? Four inches. I mean, it's I mean, it's the floor it's got moves a lot of give. The floor moves up and down about probably four inches. I mean, you're you're when people start bouncing, you are bouncing by default, like four inches. And and it was cool. We took my son, and he was there for the Killers, and he was like, <laughs> my or my daughter were like, whoa, like my, my of course my wife is like, is this normal? Is the floor going to fall through? I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is on purpose. Oh, okay. Like I just don't know how, like you couldn't be that bad at engineering. I feel if like it was I could a do a backflip on it. No, no, but like, but no, but like, if it was a mistake, they could never let that many people in there. No, there has no. to be some amount of just tension or like flexion or whatever. They it have has to be that. done on purpose. But um, yeah, it, I don't know what's underneath it, or maybe they remove it, John. Here was my theory: that's actually just a subfloor. It's like a false floor. Yeah, and they remove it before they put all the seats in there. Because the next day after Deftones, I saw Hassan Minaj. Attached and the to the whole floor? area were all chairs. Attached to the floor. I don't think they were attached. They were probably just put out. But, I, I, but, but maybe that floor goes down or listen, something. I, I don't know what it, I don't know if it is or I not. Know, I it's it's a happy mistake, though, because I'll tell you it's right cool. now. You design a music venue, make the floor move Bouncy. about four inches. Because, dude, it was people start jumping around. And and throwing, Mr. A throwing a ball pit. Throwing a ball pit. Yeah, why time. not? Bubble machine, ball pit, ball the whole pit. thing. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's, let's make it happen. <laughs> Basically like the Ronald McDonald land you've always wanted but never can have. There it is right there. To don't concert. you wish you got off on the same things that got you like the, as a kid you did? Like, Don't you wish? Remember how excited you were to just fuck around on stuff? Yeah. Drinking out of the hose. Uh, well, I don't mean just like the old time out. I mean like getting really excited, um, jumping in a ball pit, jumping on a trampoline. Yeah. I, dude, I look at my kids now. They're like, they're like, you know, there's no bottle of water. And I'm like, <laughs> go drink out of the hose, you little bastards. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> at, I mean, what are you talking about? No, I, we have this fight all the time. Because I always go like, we'll do staycations all the time. I'm like, mm -hmm. you guys have some of the best pools right here in our backyard. And they're like, nah, we're good. We'll stay home. I went to uh, one of Colt's favorite places. I won't mention it because, like we said, I don't yeah, want to blow up the spot. No, that has Sorry, literally half off for locals. Just mm -hmm. man, what a great spot! Half it, off. Oh great. yeah, the, our, uh, our, uh, our secret spot. Yeah, my father-in-law. My father-in-law wanted a cigar bar to take his friend who was coming from Cleveland. So the three of us went, shot machine guns, had a nice lunch, and then we went there for a cigar. I have, I have a cigar every five years. And great and great sangria. Oh, Oh, oh my god! Amazing oh my god! But we were walking out. We left there, and I'm in a great mood because we just had yeah. a cigar and old fashioned. And you look over and you just see these buildings on the Las Vegas Strip, and I go, "Why don't I ever come here anymore?" Yeah, I like disrespect. I always appreciate Las Vegas, but I do disrespect the degree of what we have here because it's just so available. Well, I think it, we're going this week though, because you you got to go. I mean, look, the NFL yeah. draft is here this week. Um, if Let's you're not go. going down, we, we've got a plan to go down. I guess Weezer's playing Thursday night, and it's the th Thursday night is the only night they're going to do something over the water there. So if you want to go see like that, what that stage is about, which we're going to go down there Thursday. I'm not looking to. Not, I'm, I'm hoping our Sprinter van is done being. We, we had some warranty work on the Sprinter, so I think we're going to take the Sprinter, the Sprinter down there. What do we don't need the sprint? Come to my house. We'll hop on the monorail and be right off, that's right in the middle of the action. You guys are that's nuts. A good point. That's a you good. You guys are nuts. That, you know what? That's a better point. One of my clients. Outfitted Here's the problem: you park. Himself. We got a park in Colts neighborhood. Then your hut come back. Your car's up on blocks. Oh, on the blocks, wheels are yeah, gone. Yeah, I like. I like. Know, that's a problem. The only Just time you ever want to park in Colts neighborhood in the in the country club is is if you're uh, got need new tires anyway. Yeah. Somebody, somebody's bound to. <laughs> new tires somebody's bound to. Yeah. Need new tires in well, like, you know the hood. We got 10 minutes left. We've been talking about nonsense now for 40 some odd minutes. But let's try to get to the topic we want to talk about, which is, again, Wait. one of my favorite Stoke quotes. <laughs> we one, have no, a topic? Well, one of my, yes, we do. Yeah. One of my favorite Stoke quotes is, if you do not know to which port you sail, no wind is favorable, right. is how it goes. That's a Seneca quote. So you said something earlier. We're going to take a deep dive with Chris. Chris said something earlier, which I thought was interesting, which was Chris said in my office, he goes, 
I am going to have my most successful financial year ever this year. And I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I, like in what direction? Cause I always get yeah. these great ideas. Oh, you know, I know that there's multiple businesses that I, if I entered them, mm. I could figure it out and there's money to be made there. Yeah. I can't make more of me to go do it. Yeah. And I don't necessarily want to take on a bunch of infrastructure to get these things done. And they're sometimes in different industries. And so it kind of leaves you overwhelmed. So you're just going, well, I got this in the pipeline. I'll figure that out later because I need to address the immediate thing that I know are going to pay off. And then after that, hopefully one day I'll have a plan. Well, you know, I got to say <laughs> it, it, it. I started thinking about it when you said that, because we, we talk about you getting opportunities all the time. And a lot of it is because you are a really smart guy. A lot, a lot of it is. Well, I would like to think it's only looks. But I'm, but I'm going to tell. But <laughs> just because you're hot, there you go. No, but a lot of it, a, a lot of the opportunity that you get, and, and I don't know this to be true. Maybe you can argue this if you'd like. Uh, you know, if you're choosing what to do in school, I think the choice of you becoming a lawyer was was wise. Not so much because you j enjoy the day to day practice of trying cases or arguing with people or dealing with contracts, but it's because it makes you very attractive right. as a partner in these entrepreneurial businesses because you're an attorney. Right. So that is, you know, you can you can be brought in mm -hmm. on minority stakes on all these businesses just because you can handle the legal. And I've, I've levered that to my favor on a couple deals yeah. that I, I I'm part owner of companies that are making moves and doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you're, you're definitely right. And I tell this to people all the time. I said, becoming a lawyer doesn't make you literally anything more than the average person does. Right. Mm -hmm. I can't, you can go to court and argue for yourself. What it does is it makes you a weapon, makes you dangerous. Cause you know what you're doing yeah. or you understand how to get to a to B, how to think. So that's the value of law school. And that is oftentimes not counterbalanced through uh, in business senses because a lot of lawyers are really shitty business people because mm -hmm. to them they see mm -hmm. the whole world as uh, what could happen, right? And in business, you can't always think about the dangers, the perils, right? Every lawyer is, is designed, uh, give me a contract where nothing can happen to me, right? It's like, well, what kind of business are we doing here where you don't take risk? Yeah. I had one of my dear friends and clients texted me before I came in here today. Hey, does that contract protect me? I'm like, what? Like, from what? From what? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, like, no. You, you, what you're doing is I'm trying to give you a framework so that everybody understands what's at stake and being played with. That's what we do. Yeah. And I did my MBA at the same time I got my law degree. Over I did the JD MBA. Yeah. So, but what that does is it does let you kind of remember sometimes that that you're both a shield and a sword, right? A lot of times lawyers just are, the sh you know, I'm a, I'm a shield, I'm a shield, I'm a shield, I'll protect you, I'm a shield. You need that sword though, right? You need to go out and battle and also kill. And if you're not killing people, you're just worried about what's going to happen to you. And not to sound pejorative, but you will be an employee your whole life because you have to take risk as an entrepreneur or as a business person. So I would just like to say that, you know, <laughs> I'm not sure if, if, if a vet listens to this show, I'm not sure if she does, but if she just heard and just made it okay for you to go kill people, I think that um, <laughs> you may want to sleep at a hotel call, tonight. Yeah. I'm just throwing, call, that, like, throwing that out there, Colt. I did it, Chris. Yeah. Like, it's for dad? Yeah, you <laughs> said it's for dad. Oh my God, you said it was okay. Mi esposo es for dad. I almost got killed by her this weekend because of your wife. Dying to hear what happened. No, it's just because I'm like, hey, I'm going to this event, go talk to some guys about some stuff, and you know, pushed off another event. She's like, mm -hmm. okay, blah, 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 go ahead. The only thing she sees is me and John dancing to TI <laughs> at the nightclub. <laughs> like, oh, nightclub event, huh? Yeah, oh, she wasn't, yeah but, but she here, no, 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 that brings up a good point, Cole, unintentionally, but albeit valid. a good point. If you are going to be an entrepreneur, you need to be married to somebody who understands what that takes. Yeah. 100%. You cannot be happily married to somebody that will get in your way when you want to go out. Hey, I got to go out to social things. Hey, I got to yeah. go meet people. Mm. What percentage of your business has come in your life from you sitting oh, at yeah. home after leaving the office from nine to five and just sitting at your house? You know that, that you know that's one of the things that that I love about it. And it's a trade off, man. I think there's you know you always have to give you always have to give and trade. Now, you know I know people that are married to have spouses where the spouses are, you know, both of them are go-getters and they're out there trying to go get. And then, you know, if, if you're, if you're, if you want to be the breadwinner and you want the other person to kind of take care of the household, that's going to suffer. 
Because it has to. You can't do everything, right? right, right. Um, you can't do everything. In a situation like like mine where you have a situation where my wife, you know, is is all in on those kids in the household and taking care of me and doesn't look for does she doesn't need to be on the stage. She doesn't need any of that stuff. She doesn't care. You know, her life is about that. Now I may you know, the sacrifice that we make is we don't have a giant dual income. You know, it's on me to earn everything, which sure. is fine. And there's no right or wrong way. No. There's, there's no right or wrong way. But I think that it, it's really hard. And Cole, you can speak to this because your wife yeah. is very successful. It's, yep. it's got to be hard, you know, when both of you guys are breadwinning like that to, to make that, that know, jungle. It, it's, it's hard because you don't get to do stuff you want to do as a couple. Right. Yeah. Like mm, every true. time she wants to go somewhere, it's out. Well, this is a client of mine. Let's go out. Right. And vice versa. Let's go out. So, you know, but I mean, you've got to have just as much as a business partner, your life partner. It's just, Oh, you better, you partner. better marry a, Like I, I better just marry had, a, a spouse. Yeah. If yeah. you're going to get married, marry a spouse Yep. that you would do business with trust the keys to the kingdom. I just, yeah. I, I completely believe that. No, and that's yeah. what like John called me. He's like, Hey, want to go to this scene? What was that? Like four o'clock at night. Yeah. We already had event planned to go at six o'clock. Yes. Yeah, so, and I go, Hey, wh- what do you think? And she's like, go to it. I got it. Don't yeah, you got to go. You yeah, got well, so, something, it. Ca- something came up that, you know, again, through, that's why I love those networking events, man. I never know what I'm going to learn, what I'm going to hear. And something very interesting came up through a conversation with somebody in one of those deals. And it leaned into the commercial world. And I was like, this sounds really appealing to me. And it was, right. it was something where somebody had a business that was earning millions of dollars, millions of dollars. They were just walking away from. And I was like, how can you walk away from this? And they were like, because we're going to do this. And th- I'm already doing this. Wow. This is making me millions. And I don't even, like, I, I barely have to leave the couch. And I, my risk level has gone down tremendously from this to this. This is what I'm all in on. Oh, and I yeah. was like, holy shit, Colt, get your ass down here. Because yeah. we need to talk about this. Yeah. No, now, unfortunately, real. then T.I. starts rocking the house yeah. and yeah. bring him out, bring him out. And then, you know, we don't have a conversation, flowing, but we're going. Flowing, yeah, yeah, but we're, we're going to have a conversation. We will, but it's, it, which is and, and that's it. And, you know, but there's you were no there, right man. or wrong. But, yeah, you were there in two seconds. There's no right or wrong to it, right? Like, there are people that just want like get just a perfect example my wife's perfect example you know Caitlin's like perfect example yeah. just well no gotta, but i was yeah, going to yeah, say like, like one extreme to the other because you know she's like hey i'm going to make sure the house like digit yeah. is the perfect that you know spouse and my spouse is like three days after giving birth like eh, i need to get back to work i'm going <laughs> insane right like you yeah. I, there's not too many people i could say i could give a billion dollars to and they'd still go to work and actually work and my wife is that person. She just doesn't know how to shut it off, right? And it's it hurts because it hurts my income a little bit. But but you're it's funny. It's funny that you both said that because both of you, if you think about it, you're willing, right? She goes out, you take the kid, and you'll yeah. post stuff, yeah. and you with the kid. A lot of guys don't want to do that, or oh, and then you and your wife actually function at a very similar frequency. Oddly enough, if you mm-hmm. know both of you, yeah, I don't think people would guess that. No, you guys are very well in line with a lot of frequency stuff of just you know what i mean understanding what the what the assignment is yeah what it takes i mean no yeah, without a question a, and dude and it's not trust me it's not like i go home and and, and just like i will do dishes i will cook meals i don't help out but i do that as well two we, people need to be on the same page 100 percent. and she understands she understands what she understands what this takes yes she understand the commitment that i have to that we all have to make to make this go and do what we need to do so what do you she think that. helps what do you think helps for your specific situation um. always not like encouragement but how do you feed your spouse's emotional bank account so that that's never because here's one no. thing well okay yeah you see, you see what i mean with yeah, that no, no, I, I, it I does do. take I, a lot I of that do. on both I, I, I do i always make sure um i try to make sure you know right now her full-time gig and it won't be her full-time gig forever you know, she's all in on these kids, um, all in on that. And any of the kids are going to grow up and go off and do their own thing. God willing. And, um, she'll move on to something else at that point. And we're already starting to kind of see and play. And, and my wife is a team player, man. She is my, she's my license go getter. Like if we're like, we need insurance license, she goes and gets it. We need this license. She goes smart, and gets it. We need to set this up. She goes and gets it. And she, she just handles that stuff. I mean, my, my wife, uh, she's college, you know, she has a college, she has a college degree in UNLV. She's not like, not a ditz. No. And, um, she's very, very, very smart, smart you know? And I think 
just by the way, we were raised by choice. We wanted to be on the kids this way. And we've already kind of started fishing around for some stuff that maybe we would want to do afterwards. And again, you know, most of what she's done over the last 10 years has been stuff that I've asked her to do right. rather than stuff that she said, I have a genuine interest in X and what she settles in or whatever she does when the kids get older, if we do, you know, anything, I mean, like I said, you know, my goal is to be done with everything by the time I'm 55. So that'll be right about the time that Roma's off to college. So who knows? Uh, but you know, at that point, if she doesn't want to do anything, we just want to cruise around and hang out with me. That's cool too. Cause I like my wife, <laughs> but, Party, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but, but if she, and if she does anything else, it's going to have to be something that she likes. And you know, again, back to the topic of what we're trying to talk about today, as we're already two minutes over, if you don't like what you do, man, or you don't, you don't feel good about it. Like you said, with frequency, it's got to resonate within yep. you. It's got to resonate with you. You got to find what the number one thing that you love doing. And at it's core. And here's the, here's the, here's the good news. And this is what I told everybody from that stage. Um, we were talking about, uh, you know, doing big deals in real estate. I said, you don't have to know, you don't have to do any of this. All you have to do is understand what you don't know. Go find the people that do and then connect the dots. So you just have to enjoy whatever you're doing and then fill back, fill around it. Right. Uh, you know, for me at its core, when I look and I ask myself what I really love to do, it's to, it's to pour into others and watch them get better and watch them make money and watch them do that. I mean, you know, we, we get to, we get to shit here and bullshit and have a good time, you know, once a week, but at the end of the day, the byproduct of this podcast, hopefully is, is helping people. You know, if we reach one person with this today, that was in a spot and didn't quite know what to do. Right. And they heard something that one of us said, then that's a win for me. It is. For me, it's just whether or not the dad joke landed. <laughs> I appreciate Which, it. Feel free to write, you know, if, if you're watching this somewhere, write in the comments. Love the dad joke, hate the dad joke, whatever it was. I enjoyed it, Chris. I, I, I did enjoy the contract. Probably use that. But yeah, you know, if but again, if you don't like what you do, life is short, man. Life is too short to just be a drone on a cog. It's not a heck yes. It's a, yeah, that, that's another thing that I love that, that, you know, Cody Sperber says, if it's not, if it's not hell, yeah, it's gotta be hell. No, if you can't be all in on something, don't be partially in on it. Um, you know, you only got one life to live, man. Don't live it. Don't live it with man. waking up in the morning. Like, oh shit, I got to deal with this today. Right. <laughs> nothing, not, no amount of money, nothing is worth that. Trying, man. Nothing is worth it. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed today. And if you loved what we did today, tell a friend and if you hated what we did tell too because it doesn't matter if they're talking good as bad as long as what as long as they're talking about as you as they're talking about you see you next time hey it's john gafford if you want to catch up more and see what we're doing you can always go to thejohngafford.com where we'll share any links that we have things we talked about on the show as well as links to the youtube where you can watch us live and if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at the John Gafford. I'm here. Give me a shout.